from the prophet Amos. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light? Even very dark and no brightness in it? Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today we are resuming our study, the prophet Isaiah. We are ready for chapter 24 and 25. Now, 24 deals with uh, the trouble that the whole world will face. Judgment, the end of days. And in 25, a short chapter, only 12 verses, deals a little more with like uh, the kingdom age and uh, the, the hope that we have to look forward to. So 24, pretty dark. Uh, there's, there's a lot of language here used. It's going to sound familiar to you if you've studied uh, the book of Revelation and some of the other prophets. Um, and then, of course, same thing with chapter 25. Uh, there's a lot of things here that are going to sound pretty familiar. So it's going to be an important uh, chapters for us to really take to heart this morning. As we are going into, or not going into anymore. we got to stop using language that way. We are in one of the strangest times in human history. Bizarre things are happening. The world is in a very, very weird place. And it's hard to imagine it remaining even remotely stable for much longer. The times may very well be upon us. So let's find out what the prophet Isaiah had to say about what that would look like. Open up your hearts. The book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 24. Let us begin. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, and as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, and as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord hath spoken this word. So please note, 
Isaiah saying, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, maketh it waste. He turns it upside down. It's going to be bad. And nobody's social status or financial status, none of that is going to protect you. The rich will suffer just like the poor. Right? It shall be with the people, so with the priest, so with the servant, so with his master, so with the maid, so with her mistress, so with the buyer, so with the seller, so with the lender. It sounds very familiar to Revelation chapter 6. So let's go have a look at that real quick, starting with verse 12. It says, And beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth as a fig tree cast as her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Here it is. Listen closely. Verse 15. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman, every free man hid themselves in the dens of the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? When God's judgment falls upon the earth, nobody's going to be confused about that reality. Here in Revelation, what are they saying? Hide us from the face of the Lamb. They know who's doing this. The rich doesn't matter. They're the chief, the mighty men. Doesn't matter. They're hiding in the rocks. Let's continue on. Verse 4, chapter 24, the prophet Isaiah. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languishes and fadeth away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinances, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourneth, the vine languisheth. All the merry-hearted do sigh. The mirth of the tabret seethes. The noise of them that rejoices endeth. The joy of the harp ceaseth. They shall not drink wine with a song. Strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it. Please note saying, you know what, there's not going to be anything to be happy about or joyous about. Even a strong drink won't help you become merry. Strong drink, it'll just make you even more bitter. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. There is a crying for wine in the streets, 
All joy is darkened. The mirth of the land is gone. In the city is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, there shall be a shaking of an olive tree, and the gleaning grapes when the vintage is gone. They shall lift up their voices. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore glorify ye the Lord in the fires, even in the name of the Lord God of Israel, and the isles of the sea. So please note we have like a remnant there, right? Who still cry out to God. Verse 16. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, my leanness, my leanness, woe unto me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously, yea. The treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon the O inhabitants of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the fountains of the earth do shake. Please note, that's, that paragraph there reminded me of what the prophet, prophet Amos said. It's, it's, you escape one trouble only to fall right into another one, right? There, so there is no escaping it. There is no escaping the, 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 the misery. Let me read this again from Isaiah. It says, you shall come to pass that he who flees from the noise of the fear shall fall in the pit. And he that cometh out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in by a snare. So there's no escaping it. Amos says it like this, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion, and a bear met him. Or he went into a house and leaned his hand on a wall, and a serpent bit him. In other words, there's no escaping it. Just when you think you've escaped one thing, you run into another one. You try to rest for one second. You're leaning your hand on a wall and your serpent bites you. There's no rest. There's no end. That's why Amos says, Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. All of you here are like, Ah, oh, judgment's coming and I can't wait. Are you sure? Are you sure? Woe unto you. In other words, cursed are you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness, not light. Don't be longing for that. Verse 19. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it. It shall fall and not rise again. 
And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. When I read that verse, I could be wrong, but it seems like it's almost talking about the the uh, the spiritual powers of darkness and the kings of the earth who serve them. Let me read that again. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. Verse 22. Which seems to be moving us towards the conversation about the triumph of the kingdom age. So we're going to start with verse 22, 23, then go right into verse 1 of chapter 25. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in a pit and shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in the Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before the ancients gloriously. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. For thou hast made a city a heap, a defense city a ruin, a place of strangers to be no city. It shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee, and the city of the terrible nations shall fear thee. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy. And in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat. And when the blast of the terrible one is as a storm against the wall, thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, even the heat with the shadow of a cloud. The branch of the terrible one shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death and victory. The Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall be take shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Please note. This is probably a familiar voice again if you studied went through the study of the book of Revelation. The Lord will wipe away the tears of all faces. So if you think about Revelation chapter 7 as an example, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them into living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 says, And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. So see, Isaiah describes in order 
devastation coming upon the earth. There's no escaping it, no matter what you do. But then the king comes. And death is swallowed up in victory. In other words, resurrection. And God's going to wipe away the tears from all faces. And the rebuke of his own people who have been disdained and mistreated by the world. And they're going to rejoice in him and in his salvation. Three more verses here. Verse 10. For in this mountain shall the hand of the Lord rest, and Moab shall be trodden down under him, even as straw trodden down from the dung for the dunghill. And he shall spread forth his hands in the midst of them, as he that swimmeth spreadeth forth his hands to swim. He shall bring down their pride together with the spoils of their hands. The fortress of the high fort of thy walls shall be brought down. Lay low and bring to the ground, even to the dust. And that, my friends, is our study in the prophet Isaiah chapter 24 and 25. I hope that it's pierced some hearts and caused you to draw closer to God. Wild times that we're living in. It's unsearchable, unthinkable. When I started, first started doing this years and years and years ago now, I thought for sure we were already going to be in the end of days and that it couldn't possibly get more loony, couldn't possibly get more ridiculous and absurd and evil. Now here we are a decade later and I don't even recognize the world as it was just 10 years ago. The world doesn't look this. The world is unrecognizable just going back four years ago. It's rapidly changing. We need to be very serious about our relationship with God, which has always been true. But we need to be. All the more as we see the day coming. Peter talks about knowing that this is upon us. What should our behavior look like? The writer of Hebrews says, Don't stop gathering together with other believers, especially as you see the day approaching. Why? Because you need to be able to strengthen each other. Times are coming that are going to be very hard, such as like the world has never seen. May God's mercy and grace be upon his people. Thank you for listening, my friends. Thank you for another blessed year of being able to record this podcast and talk about the Lord and spread the gospel and the good news of the kingdom of God. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.